They really want to know what your salary expectations are. Be careful what you assume. You can predict exactly what they're going to ask you and practice your responses. Do you want to be the absolute best candidate for a job you'll love in a career with balance? Veteran leadership career catalyst Jonathan Flax is teaming up with leading executive search professionals to provide you with cutting-edge career transition strategies. Welcome to Career Transition Experts. And now, here's your host, Jonathan Flax. Welcome to the Career Transition Experts, and this episode is a special one for me because one of my favorite guests is returning, Michael Neese, the creator of Interview Mastery, which is something we share with all our clients and which is something he has made available to recruiters to make sure that the executive level leaders are prepared really very effectively for their interviews. Welcome to the program, Michael. Thanks for being with us. Jonathan, I am thrilled as always to be with you again. Thanks. Well, let's start with uh, what's the main takeaway we want to make sure people know they'll get if they listen to this entire episode? You're going to learn specific things that you haven't normally heard of about how to how to thrive on an interview. And after I share them, you go, oh, that makes perfect sense. I don't and so we're going to we're going to reveal some things that people haven't heard before. That's also included in Interview Mastery, which you can get through Jonathan's program. So you're going to hear some things you haven't heard before, and it'll be especially important for experienced, you know, directors and above. And you'll feel a whole lot more confident when you li- you're done listening to this program. Excellent. OK, great. All right. Well, let's get right into it then. So the first question I have, what are the most important things candidates should be thinking about to make sure that they present themselves as unique? Yes. Well, first, be careful what you assume. I find that most people assume that, hey, I'm good at my job and I'm a good and I'm reasonably fluent in talking. Then I'm all set. The interview will go great. Or I have interviewed, I've been an interviewer of hundreds of people. I know how to do this. I'm going to be great. And then when they get in the interview, they doesn't go quite well, or maybe they come in second or third place or, and they realize that being a candidate for a position is fundamentally unique throughout your career. And it's the most financially impactful moment that determines your career advancement. People will spend thousands of dollars, maybe hundreds and hundreds of dollars on getting their resume ready. But if you don't have exceptional interview skills, your job search is going to be really long and hard. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard it say you could be really, really great at what you do professionally. But if you're not great at the job interview process, your career is determined by that. And mm-hmm. I say that with compassion yeah. because I know a lot of people, you know, struggle with that. They get, like you said, surprised that what they thought would be yeah. easy, something everyone just does and sometimes... Mm-hmm you know, drag on second place, third place. There's no bronze or silver medal for that. Right. Exactly. So gold medal. So being the one is our, our, our logo and our, our our brand promise. How would you suggest some of the things that people prepare? Like when they're preparing for an interview, what are some things Mm -hmm. they should think about do differently? How do they prepare in a way that's have them stand out? Okay. You probably have a job description. First thing you can do is you can you can predict exactly what they're going to ask you and practice your responses to those questions. 
rather than go to chat GPT, just go to Google Bart. All right. It's the same, kind of the same thing, but a broader database. And you can take the, you can say, write um, interview questions for the following job description. Mm. And if you want, I'll do it right now. But um, what you'll get is a list of specific questions related to each element of the job description. And, and so you'll now have a list of, I, I know what they're going to ask me. So mm. that you can start crafting your answers in advance. Next thing you do. So really, you the, the first thing is really know what kinds of questions to expect. Yeah. They're like, that's the best way to prepare is think about the job description, look at the job description, run it through a chat GPT or Google Bark and look at these questions, practicing your answers. So, yes. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And here's how to practice. Make a list of five or six questions and you start with take three or four of the questions that were generated for you, whether chat GPT or Google Bart. And then the first question is, can you just summarize your background for us? And then the final question will be, do you have any questions? Okay. And then, so in between the, the first question and the last question, add three or four questions, just write them down on a piece of paper. Call a professional colleague, friendly of yours, and meet for coffee. Say, I, I need to practice this interview. Let me buy you a cup of coffee. And all you do is you ask them to interview you, but you say, here's the question. I want you to ask me. All you have to do is listen and now ask the question and then listen to my response and then tell me how I'm, on, how I'm doing. Okay. So you can do a mock interview at a moment's notice. Very good. Okay, so but really doing a, a mock and practice interview is the best way to interview. Most people would sequester themselves and do it alone. Some people right. might do it in the mirror, which uh, some uh, experts have yeah. recommended is a challenging exercise because, you know, how many conversations do we have in the mirror that go very well? <laughs> yeah. So, actually, yeah. if you want to do a practice interview, it makes perfect sense. Great. Okay. Yes. Okay. Third, third thing I promised you. Uh, you're going to be you're going to be uh, interviewed over Zoom or some kind of video thing, and you know what the questions they're going to ask you. You have an you can create an outline of what your response is for each one of those questions, and and stick it on a wall right behind your video camera on either side. So if you put like okay, so watch where my eyes go. If I'm looking down at my answer, my little cheat sheet right here. Clearly, I'm reading something. But if I'm looking, like if I take a piece of paper and I put it behind the video camera on the wall, either on this side or on this side, it looks like I'm kind of looking at you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And being this is and, a podcast, people can't see that. But as I'm interviewing you on Zoom, I can see that you're giving me the experience of eye contact, which is proven yeah. to create connection and even uh, in, increase the listener's self-esteem. So it's a very yeah. important thing to show people your, the whites of your eyes and the warmth of your smile. Yes. Fourth thing. Okay. Now it's eye contact. You just reminded me of eye contact. Right now I'm making sure I'm talking to the lens of the camera. Now, 
Now I'm looking at you, Jonathan. I'm actually looking at your image. It doesn't look like I'm doing any eye contact at all. Right. But I think I am. You might be but looking at my eyes in a little square below the camera, but that's for right. You were, yeah. So that took me, listen, I went through the Skype era, not figuring out how to do that comfortably and mm -hmm. then made sure to get good at that uh, when Zoom came along. Yeah. And it takes yeah. practice. Very important. It takes practice. Yeah. So look at that little dot of glass as the person's, you know, because that's the person's eyes. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. I'm looking at the little light on the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Good. All right. It's a good tip for Zoom meetings and Zoom interviews. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. Is there another one in the top five most important things to practice and prepare? Or should we talk about this? Yeah. I, the what? Like, for example, in preparing for this, we had some back and forth via email. And one of the things I thought was intriguing that you uh, said you might offer us today is how to answer and tackle the salary question when people say, what are oh, you yeah. for financially? Yes. Now, on a screening interview, sometimes, oftentimes, at first, it's the internal recruiter at a corporation or HR generalist. And the only question they want to ask you is your salary expectations. Besides all of the other smoking smoke questions, they really want to know what your salary expectations are. The first person to give a number loses. So if they ask you what your salary expectations are, I'd say to them, what's the salary range? And yeah, there's lots of other things you can say, but that one works really over 90, 95% of the time. Really? Now, you're also, now yeah. as devil's advocate, may I say, now some people might think that not answering that question would be off-putting or deflective. Like, you know, wouldn't it seem, and I'm asking this to uh, have you help mm -hmm make uh, our listeners comfortable with the idea of not answering that question with a number or a range, but instead saying, well, could you please tell me what the salary range is for the job? That's what you're suggesting. Yeah. And that works 99% of the time. That works. So first there's a, there's an interview mastery, which is in Jonathan's program and my program. There's a whole module on answering this question. And the first, you know, the first response is, well, when I just, when I consider move changing uh, positions, I evaluate five things. You know, it's quality of the job, quality of the team, quality of the growth opportunity and salary. It's like the fourth thing on my list. Oh, and location. Obviously we're, we're going to have a conversation. So you Access whether I'm, you know, the right person for the job. All I'd like you to do is make me the best offer that you feel comfortable with. Now they're going to do that anyway, but you can just short circuit all that and just say, you know, I'm kind of open and flexible. You know, my salary is in line with the market, but what's the salary range that you've said? Nice. So I'm I ask people that question when I'm recruiting. I ask them. I ask everybody that question, and about half of them ask me what the range is. And I feel compelled to answer the question like, well, okay, the range is this. Because all they really care about is that your salary expectations are within their range somehow. It could be at the top of the range, but it's, it's something that they can feel like they can uh, offer if they love you. Yeah. Now, the other thing to mention is that more and more 
states in the United States are requiring that employers post the salary when they post the job. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're, you're more empowered there. And also you could go to salary.com or payscale.com and you can look up the salary range in your particular location for a specific job title. So in some best bet is to simply just ask, what is the salary range? And then they say it, your response would be, okay, well, we're fine. I, I would work yeah. anything within that range. And um, uh, in worst case scenario, do some research and say, I'm, I've done some research. What I'm looking for is within the range of this kind of profession. Yeah. And you could keep it mm-hmm. until you get further along, right? Because the idea is get through the screener who just needs to make sure you're in the range, get further yeah. along so they fall in love with you. And then when you get down to negotiation, you get and get down to what you actually get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's talk for a minute about um, candidates working with recruiters. You've been an executive mm. professional recruiter. You've worked a lot with recruiters with your interview mastery program. Mm-hmm. What are some yep. things that people really need to keep in mind when they're interacting with recruiters? What are some real important do's and don'ts to keep the relationship with a recruiter high energy? The recruiter, it's not their job to find you a job. You're not paying them. They're getting paid by the employer. So their first and only allegiance is to the employer. That's who's paying them. Second of all, every interaction, you want to add value to that relationship. That's how you establish greater rapport. What does a recruiter care about? They care about getting help finding talented candidates for a specific job. Mm. The only reason they're talking to you is because you're a square peg and you fit square holes that they're trying to fill. Also, you can offer to fine tune your resume for the specific position. You just don't want to ask the recruiter to do more work than they have to. Mm. Okay. Great. All he really wanted to do is find a great candidate like you and present it and start getting you an interview. Okay, great. Awesome. All right. Well, listen, there's already lots of really great insights you've shared with us. Is there one more for the road that you'd like to share as we begin to wrap up? How do people close the deal? Oh, they, they close the deal. All right. Let's say they make you an offer and it's a little low. Okay. You're basically, you don't want to take it, but you want it. You do want to take the offer, but you want a little bit more money. Okay. What you say to them, so when the HR person delivers you the offer, you take a deep breath. And I do, I mean this, I have used this. This is how I learned it. I did it by accident. And say, I'm really excited to join your company. My uh, salary expectations were a little bit higher. And if you hit... If you can go up to this number, I'll take it and I'll start in two weeks. And the reason you do that is because you're basically asking them to go through, uh, do a little bit more homework, get another round of signature authorizations internally for a higher job offer. But you've also told them you're going to accept it if they get that number. Mm. And when you're starting, yeah. I like that piece. And exactly what you're know, starting. You know exactly what to expect. Great tip. Now, they might say, oh, you know, what you're asking for is above the range. Say, okay, I, I understand that. There's other ways we can do this. And the, the simplest way is just offer me a one-time sign-on bonus and the highest salary that you just offered me. The, 
again, just one sign-on bonus for the delta between what I'm asking for and what you're offering. And then again, I'll start in two weeks. I'll start on September 25th. And you see that works. That works. I was uh, helping one of our clients and I often do some of the more technical recruiting uh, for uh, technical positions and senior executives. And a candidate who did exactly that, they made him an offer and he very professionally said, I love this opportunity. I can't wait to get started. I was looking for a higher base. If you offer me the base that you offer me plus a sign on bonus, I'll take it and I'll start, you know, on this day. Alternatively, if you increase the base to something that I was looking for, I'll also take it. So he offered two options. Right. But again, he always closed the deal by saying, I will take this. Yeah, it really does accelerate the the uh, confidence for mm-hmm. the employer. Really great. One last thing. What is the dumbest thing you've seen smart people do in the job search process? <laughs> when you... Yeah, this one jumped right out at me in preparing for this podcast. Very smart engineer. He was a really smart engineer. He was, uh, you know, all, it was years ago. It happened like 10 years ago, and he was a software engineer. And the interviewer, who was the director of engineering, said, well, well, John, what do you think is really your greatest strength, like, like your superpower? And he looked back at him and said, well... I'm a crackerjack speller. No kidding. I can't make this up. So that's the wrong. And he was a crackerjack speller is the point. He was a really good speller. Okay. However, it's not appropriate. (laughs) Right. You want to identify one of your strengths or two of your strengths that are completely aligned with the skill set that they're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. And be ready to tell a story of your experience on a project that demonstrates that, that strength. Right. Very good. Um, all right. A couple of personal notes. Uh, favorite music you're listening to these days? Favorite artist? Uh, and yeah. it's, a, it's one of the most famous artists that nobody in America has ever heard of. And, it's, and he died just a few days ago. His name is Rodriguez. Mm, got that. And in South Africa, he was... If you take the popularity of Elvis Presley and the Beatles, this guy was much bigger than that. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Yes. All right. We'll look that yep. up. Never heard it. And I know you do a lot of things to make a difference on the planet. Very interesting is here an update on the 26.2 Foundation. Two foundation? Yeah. It was 26.2 Foundation is all about sponsoring programs that improve health, education, and international business development that's all around health and education, like um, improving literacy, uh, creating programs that help get people moving to, to remo- mm-hmm. reduce obesity. But our flagship project is a $35 million international marathon center that we are going to start building pretty soon. As soon as we finish raising a substantial awesome. amount of that money, but it'll be, um, it's going to be a magnificent, um, magnificent place to uh, advance marathoning, running sports in general, health and wellness, and there'll be a lot of. Anyway, I could go on and on. I've been involved in that about 20, 20 years. 
I love that you center sort of a very focused target audience, the world of marathon runners to this mm. so important cause of literacy and education. Just spoke to someone mm. today who's on his way to Montreal tomorrow to run a marathon in Montreal. Ah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. Well, Michael, thank you so much for being a guest on our program and for your insights and your wisdom and your enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. You're a great trainer at heart and I really appreciate you. Mm-hmm. All right. The pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Career Transition Experts. We hope you got something of value and would love to hear from you. Please check the link below for access to our free Career Transition webinar if you'd like more support in making a smooth job move. And let me know if there's anything I could do to make a difference for you.